Hi, everybody, and welcome to an episode of Coach's Corner, where I bring in some of my favorite people to dive deeper into the topics that we talk about on the coaching episodes. This last week's episode was on shame and bringing into the light the places that we've kept in the dark because of judgment or because we felt dirty or wrong in some way. And so much of healing shame has to do with self-love. So as I was thinking about who to bring on to be our featured coach this week, my dear friend Christina Rilo popped into my mind first because she has dedicated her life to really teaching self-love, not just as a concept, but as a practice. And she's someone in my personal life who has held space for me as I've gone into those more vulnerable, tender places. And the space she's able to hold of unconditional love is so, so, so inspiring. And I'm so excited for you to get to know her today on Coach's Corner. Let me tell you a little bit more about who Christina Rilo is. She's a transformational teacher and internationally recognized speaker and author. After earning her MBA from Kellogg and climbing the corporate ladder for 15 years, marketing to big brands like The Gap and Frito-Lay, she chose to devote her life to creating a new reality for women and girls, one based on true feminine power, freedom, and self-love instead of the relentless pursuit and unsustainable pressure of having to do, be, and have it all. She is the author of two best-selling books, Choosing Me Before We and Madly in Love With Me, and the founder of International Day of Self-Love on February 13th. A self-admitted recovering achievement junkie, doing addict, and superwoman, Arilo co-founded the virtual school for women, Inner Mean Girl Reform School, which has helped over 23,000 women on six continents transform their inner critics and learn how to tune in to their divine feminine inner wisdom. So take a deep breath and soak in this self-love bath from my friend, OC. We call each other the OC for other Christine. So you may hear us say that in the call. I think you'll really enjoy this and learn some really, really practical ways that you can start to bathe in more of your own self-love every day. Well, OC, I'm so happy to have you here talking about such an important topic, which is self-love. And, you know, this episode last week was on shame, and shame is definitely one of the things that makes self-love challenging. And what I love about you was so many things, but one of the things that I love the most is you really teach how we love ourselves, and it's way more than just affirmations. And one of the things that you're so passionate about is helping people heal what's in the way to self-love. So can you just talk, I know one thing that that you teach a lot about is these love cracks that happen. Can you Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about those? I would love to talk about the love cracks um, because I do, I do, I think that it's really easy for people to hear, oh, love yourself, love yourself, forgive yourself, <laughs> don't judge yourself. And it's, we need tools like in the moment to actually do that. You know, like that's what I am really passionate about is how do you do that? And so whenever we are faced in our lives and we all have our own stories, for some of it, us it's shame, for others of us it's blame, for others of us of it's, it's fear, but what happens to us, and you know, I OC and everyone, I, I wish that we lived in a world where every child that was born was born connected to love and stayed connected to that love and nothing, nothing bad ever happened to anybody. 
um, I wish that our hearts didn't have to get wounded and bruised, and that's not the world that we live in. Um, but there is a way to heal that through the power of self-love. And my, uh, my metaphor for it, and I'll just kind of paint you all this story, is I want you to imagine that when you were born, you were born onto this earth, and you had this beautiful, big, magenta, pink heart that was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Like, I'm excited. I'm going to give my gifts, and people are going to love me, and I'm going to love them, and it's going to be lovely. Um, and then you met somebody who was here longer than you. And that person, um, sometimes consciously, oftentimes subconsciously, they responded to your love with fear or blame or meanness or something that made you feel shame and that beautiful heart of yours got what I call a love crack. So I want you to imagine your heart cracking in that moment, right? Your heart cracking in that moment, um, whether that was, you know, finding out that someone cheated on you or finding out that you had a disease or finding out, you know, whatever was that incident that, that caused that shame or fear to get into your heart. And that's what happens. Your heart breaks open, a fissure gets created, and in goes the shame and in goes the fear. And so that little beautiful heart of yours starts to become kind of more black and gray and just kind of depending um, how, how your spiritual curriculum is and your path is will depend on how many love cracks you actually receive. Most people I see and worked with, I'll sit with people and we'll actually draw their heart and we'll look at their love cracks. There's usually about four major love cracks for people. And then what happens is when those big love cracks get, um, we go through our lives and you have incidences where those love cracks get, um, it's almost like, a, like the aftershock after an earthquake, you know, it's like boom, the earth splits open, but then there's all these aftershocks that sometimes can be more harmful and more hard to, to be with. It's kind of the same thing with love cracks. You can have a love crack that happens when you're 24 or when you're 4 or you're 15, but then what happens to you when you're 20, 30, 40, 50, if it's related back to that love crack, every time that happens, so like in the episode from last week with the woman who was like every time she finds herself in an intimate situation, that love crack where she was cheated on and as a result received this, you know, STD in her body that she now has to be with for the rest of her life, that love crack gets activated again. And so what is amazing about these and what's so powerful if you understand how to use self-love is in the moments when you find yourself in a situation where that love crack is getting reactivated, you are at choice because now you're at a choice. Like the woman, she wasn't at choice in that moment. She got the love crack. Like that just happened to her when you're 4 or 14. Things just happen to you. But as you become more conscious and you become more aware what happens is when that, when that incident happens again, so for example, when that woman, she finds herself in an intimate situation with someone she wants to share her body with, she can choose in that moment, do I choose to put more shame in or do I choose to put love in? And when you make the choice to put love in, self-love specifically, and that's why it's love, because it's just love directed at the self. So same thing, right? You're just directing it inside. That's when the healing happens OC. That's when the healing happens and over time that love crack will fill with more and more and more love and that's why it's so important to understand self-love and the different kinds of self-love so in that moment you know how to choose the love. Mm. 
Okay, so in that moment, right, because it's kind of patterning where the love crack is activated and we go into the shame, we go into the judgment, what you call our inner mean girl or guy pops up. In that moment, when we're just at the beginning, because I know for me, it wasn't like, oops, slap, you know, some Band-Aids on the love crack and one do one process, do one workshop, and the love crack is healed. I wish it was <laughs> that simple. It's taken time. You know, it's like been a rehabilitation process. So for someone who, you know, kind of has this awareness but really wants to start integrating it, what's just one thing that they can start to do in that moment where they feel the trigger? Mm-hmm. So the first step is awareness. So that's great. Once you have awareness, it's the first stage of pattern shifting and love crack healing. And the second stage is reflection, where you might still choose the fear or the blame or the shame in that moment, but then you go back and you make a different choice. And the third stage is actually changing in the moment. And the last stage is integration where the love crack is healed. So as you said, it's a, it's a process. So if you're aware of this crack, just know that you're going to be playing in that area of reflection where you still respond or react from the shame or the fear or the blame. And that over time, as you fill in the love crack, you will, you will be able to change in the moment because it's like a muscle. You kind of have to build it up. So I think two things I would say is one is that you want to practice um, not just in the moment when you are about to you know, have the love crack get triggered. You want to practice self-love um, at a daily basis, literally feeling love in your heart. And so this is going to be a very simple thing. And I know at the beginning we said self-love is not just about affirmations. And actually, I'm not going to ask you to to do affirmations. I'm going to ask you to use the power of mantra and add this practice to your daily practice every morning so that your heart can feel it. This is the difference between like affirmation where you're trying to make yourself think things versus feeling it. Love is something you feel. So every morning before you get out of bed, you do a self-love soak. And I do this every morning I have for almost 15 years. And a self-love soak is just you just kind of put, before you get out of bed, you just kind of curl yourself up in a little ball and like a little fetal position because, again, you're going back and kind of healing that heart. And you just say to yourself one of two things. One, your name, I love you. And you send that energy into your heart. Now, if you've never sent energy somewhere for I'm from Chicago. I didn't know what energy was 15 years ago when they started talking to me about this. I'm like, what? You mean nothing? You plug into the the wall? Um, So you're like, Christine, I don't know what energy is. Just imagine pink light or think of somebody that you really love that's really easy for you to love, like a little baby or a a dog. Even right now, just think of someone you really love. Like it's really easy for you to love. Like just you're totally able to love. And I'm like, feel how your heart just opens towards them. That's the love I want you to feel towards yourself. And to pour that love into yourself by saying to yourself, you know, Christine, I love you. Or ask yourself, what's the, what are the words I need to hear today? And what that is, that's, that will bring in self-compassion and self-acceptance, which are two of the 11 kinds of self-love. And they're deep parts of self-love that get to that root. And so if you, can, if you can feel that and say, you know, what is it that you need to hear, that compassion, which the color is lavender for compassion, and self-acceptance, the color is pink. And just bathe yourself in that and, and until you can feel what they call the love click, and that's where it means where your heart's open to receive the love. 
at first you may feel nothing, and I say fake it till you make it. And I've had clients who are like, it took me eight months, but finally my heart broke open. And so be devoted to this because you are so devoted. Like, I will heal this love crack because I will not give my love power away. I will not. I just was with a woman who, who had a similar experience to the woman you were talking to. Hers was sexual abuse, though, but in, a different, in college. And she just shut everything off 20 years ago and totally dedicated her life to her career and then tried to marry the safe man, and that didn't work, and then just gave it up altogether and has spent the last 15 years of herself, her life, love starved. Successful in her career, love starved. Because she just walled it all off. And so we can't, you have to be devoted to be like, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to heal that. Um, and in the moment when you find yourself, and you can feel, you'll feel it in your heart, you know, when one of my love cracks is, is abandonment. Um, that's how it shows up for me, the fear of abandonment. And three years ago, my partner Noah um, had a stroke. And I was in the hospital by myself, and they came back and they said, we don't know what happened. His brain, his brain could be bleeding. He could be dead. Noah is like walking love. He is my soul partner. I've, you know, he's, like, he's the person who taught me how to open my heart to love. And I just remember in that moment, OC and everyone, the, my inner wisdom said, here you go, Christine, like, welcome to the PhD of love cracks. You can choose to choose fear that if he dies, love dies, or you can choose to believe that love will always be there. And so in that moment, I gave myself a love crack healing. They're in the hospital healing all these other people. I'm healing my own love crack. And I choose love. And I sat down and I connected to divine love. And I said, you know, and that's part of self-love is connecting to that divine love. And I just said, I choose, I choose love. 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 And then from there, I was told what, I was shown what to do, which was start texting people and tell people what's happening. I just felt all this love coming around me and Noah. So you will, if you can choose love in that moment, love will show you what to do and what the next step is. Yeah. And something that um, I've learned from you that's so important is picking wisely who we share vulnerably with (laughs) because Part of self-love is doing healing the love cracks, finding that love for ourselves, connecting to divine love, but then bringing the things we've kept hidden into the light and talking about them with people in our soul family, you know, people that can just hold that space. No one can heal our love cracks for us. We can't be healed through a relationship, a friend, a spiritual guru. We have to do that on our own. But it's important, I've found, to find people, you know, like you in my life that I can bring my deepest, darkest, the things that I judge about myself, and give them voice so that I can be held in a space of loving compassion. And, you know, just just real quickly um, – any tips for discerning who in our life to do that with? Absolutely. Um, I'll give you one. So what, what OC is talking about is um, something I teach with the love rings, which I won't get into all of that, but it's about understanding who to be vulnerable with and who not to be vulnerable with and how intimate to be with people. So what happens is when you have love cracks, sometimes you choose people who you should not be vulnerable with or intimate with, and then you, and then you, re, then you reactivate the love crack. It's kind of like dental work, you know, getting dental work and then sticking your tongue into the dental work and you can't stop yourself, even though it really hurts. Um, kind of like that. So we don't want to do that. And so one way, like how to figure out if someone's really in your soul family. And soul family are people who always give you love and respect, 
So that's like a, that's a, that's a, that's one qualifier. They always love and respect you. Two, they see you. They see and they can see all of you. They can see the weakness in you, and they can see the strength in you. They don't judge you for that, but they really see you. And the third piece, and this is how you really know if someone's in your soul family and and it's safe to really open up and share, is um, do they lean in when you are vulnerable? When you say something isn't working for you, when something is hard and you bring it to them, do they, do they open up and say, oh, wow, like, or like, oh, like, and, they, and, they, and they, they, they lean into that and they help try to figure it out with you? They don't go, oh, that's your fault, or I don't know what you're talking about, or you're, you know, you're freaking crazy. Like, they don't, that's, that's leaning out. And I'm not talking about Sheryl Sandberg lean in, I'm talking about a very different leaning in. But that's how you know that they lean in, and they're like, they're willing, and we're not perfect. I mean, I lean in sometimes, and first I lean in with anger, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I don't have to protect myself. And then I will lean into Noah, but I don't go away. You know, I don't, I don't abandon, I don't, and so that's, that's how you know someone is worthy and able to be in your soul family because um, it really is about, you know, able. It isn't about how much someone loves you or someone doesn't love you. I think that's the hardest thing for people because we want people to be there, but sometimes um, sometimes they, they really can't. Yeah. It's like I say, you can't go to a Chinese restaurant when you really need nachos. They just don't serve them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I, you know, I before I was married to Noah, I tried to marry the wrong person, and I used to say, and you know, he, he, like my love cracks were like, you know, on fire all the time, being in a relationship with him, and I would say to him, I just want a partner. Can you just be my partner? And he's like, Christine, I cannot be your partner. And I just would not hear it. I'd be like, but no, I love you more. I love you more. And it was like he would tell me, I cannot be that person. So people show you who they are based on how they act and what they say. Believe them. Believe them. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you for being in my soul family and always being someone that can hold space for me. Um, how can people connect with you? Where can people find you? You do such amazing work. Please tell people how they can be part of your tribe. Oh, well, I would love to support anyone who is on their self-love journey. And so two things. One is you can, um, you can find me always on my website, com, and that's Christine with the C, like this O-C, and it's A-R-Y-L-O, so com. And also, if you want to get an idea of um, where you're weak and where you're strong in self-love, you can go to selflovequiz.com. And it's, a, um, it's, it's based on the 11 kinds of self-love that um, I have uncovered, and it will help you see where you're weak and where you're strong and help you get focused on where to focus your um, growing love of self at and help make it more practical. So that's selflovequiz.com. And that will get you into my whole community and tribe. Mm. And and thank you for doing the work on you and healing your love cracks to be able to hold such a space for others. You truly walk the talk and embody self-love, and I'm so blessed to have you as my OC. Mm, well, I would rather not be an OC with anyone else but you, so <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and thank you for, for having me on and for, and for speaking and talking about self-love. I it really is the foundation of, you know, one of the foundations for everything in our lives. Yes, it is. So it's, a, it's, a way that, it's a way that we can make more peace and love in the world yes. is by truly loving ourselves. 100%. Thank you, Christine. <laughs> 